When you talk about the past, that's your ego talking. Giannis Antetokounmpo said that, and I'm saying this, welcome to High and Low. Good day and good night. Welcome to the High and Low Basketball Show. This is episode number 100 and Walt, a.k.a. episode number 160. 60 was the jersey number worn by Indianapolis Jets 6'3 point guard Walt Kirk. (laughs) Yes, I said Indianapolis Jets. Yeah, you haven't accidentally traveled across the Spider-Verse to Miles Morales' Earth 616. Indianapolis indeed had a basketball team named the Jets. Not a football team, a basketball team. And uh, Walt Kirk wore the number 60 for those Jets during the 1948-49 season uh, their only season in the BAA before folding and then clearing a path for a new team in Indianapolis called the Olympians. Neither of these teams seem to have any connection to the city of Indianapolis. <laughs> I mean, at least the Pacers have some connection to the city. You know, the Indy 500. It makes sense. It makes sense. Fun fact about the Jets. They were originally founded by an Indianapolis grocer named Frank Kautsky, who originally named the team the Indianapolis Kautskis. The name was changed to the Jets when Indianapolis joined the BAA and the league had a policy preventing teams from having their commercial sponsors, uh, which would include having a team named after a business or business owner. Again, that makes sense. Anyway, welcome to the High and Low NBA show. My name is Ike Amechi, and around here we live by a principle governed by the high and low lives of the world, which means we talk about basketball, especially and specifically the NBA, and we talk about it at any time, anywhere, north, south, east, west, high and low. This week on the show, I have some new and long overdue selections for the high and low NBA soundtrack, songs that describe this year's NBA finals, and uh, some off-the-court drama for the high and low casuals, for the NBA casuals. And uh, we're just going to call this the high and low soundtrack, NBA finals edition. Uh, There is no better topic to touch on than our soundtrack when I'm going solo on on the slopes of Mount High and Low. Um, I have a delicious choice. Delicious. Actually, I have four delicious choices for you to add to your summer playlist. Or you could just play the High and Low playlist on Spotify. That's an easy one. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Uh, Stay tuned for all of that. Before we lock in, let's just check in. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Again, like I said, it's a solo week, which usually means a more truncated version of the show. Uh, I got Steven, Mitch, Hugo. They'll all be back next week. But Mount 9000 is here. Of course I am. Yes, she is. I'm always here with you. Always. What did you say? Okay, that's creepy. Anyway, listeners, (laughs) thank you for joining me for another installment of the show. Another week, another episode, more NBA. So, of course, more high and low. This week in NBA history, we witnessed the genesis. On June 12, 1991, the Chicago Bulls defeated the Lakers of Los Angeles 108-101 to in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Michael Jordan scored 30 points, while Scottie Pippen scored 32, leading the Bulls to their very first NBA title, number 1 of 6. Finally, getting theirs after paying their dues in a tough and aggressive Eastern Conference for years, Jordan took home his first NBA Finals MVP after averaging 31 Six and eleven. It was actually in Game One of these finals where 
MJ performed one of his most iconic moves where he uh, received the pass from Cliff Livingston, drove down the middle of the lane into a forest of Lakers defenders, and it looked like he was going to go for this acrobatic right-handed lay, but then unexpectedly switch hands in midair for a left-handed lay. In my mind, there are key canon events in Michael Jordan lore that are the perfect visual representation of his career. There's the Jordan poster from the 88 dunk contest where he jumps from the free throw line, uh, cementing his stardom and you know, just basically cementing his status as the face of the league, the name, the number one guy. Uh, there's the iconic moment where Jordan hits the game winner over Craig Elo and the Cleveland Cavaliers and Craig Elo immediately folds like origami on the floor while Jordan leaps like what feels like 20 feet in the air pumping his fists in celebration really the birth of his clutch gene uh, there's the shrug in game one of the 92 finals where he hit six threes in the first half responds with a shrug like his greatness even surprised him you know his evolution was beyond his own comprehension at that point for some reason <laughs> there's the dunk on Dikembe Mutombo with the finger wag it's just Jordan's pettiness on on full display there uh, because, I mean, this was a culmination of his seven-year hunt for the Kimbe's head. Uh, of course, there's the jumper over Byron Russell to seal the 98 title over the Utah Jazz, leaving his hand up just for, just for a second longer than usual, as if he was savoring a moment he knew would never happen again. But this moment in the 91 NBA Finals easily fits in with those because this set the tone for the series. It set the tone for the decade. It set the tone for NBA history. You know, this move and his 36 points announced Jordan's arrival. Even though the Lakers took the first game, but it was it was easy money for the Bulls from that point on. The dynasty became and it, it dominated a decade of basketball and put Jordan at the top of the heap and right in the center of the NBA's Mount Rushmore. Anyway, that's a little something for the NBA history nerds. Things are certainly happening in the NBA today, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about something important. By the time you listen to this episode, it'll most likely be an appropriate time to congratulate the Denver Nuggets for grabbing that Larry O'Brien trophy and defeating the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Uh, so for some, this has been a great series that has allowed Nikola Jokic to, to showcase his talent on the biggest stage. You know, the series has really anointed Jokic and Murray as the best duo in the association. Perhaps the best duo since Kobe and Shaq, perhaps. Um, it hasn't been a great series for Denver's third wheel, Michael Porter Jr., MPJ. That's my guy. Still my guy. But it has definitely been a coming out party for Gordon Brown and Brown, <laughs> who, uh, who sound like an ambulance chasing law firm in downtown Denver. Uh, shout out to Christian Brown fifth player in NBA history to win an NBA title a year after winning an NCAA championship. One year. Uh, he's definitely got a champion's pedigree. Uh, Austin who is what I say. Can't remember his last name, but I do remember Christian Brown's last name. Christian Brown. Shout out to him. Anyway, uh, Denver has really telegraphed this title run all year, but there weren't too many people paying attention. Hence the contentious response to this series. It feels like an inevitability in hindsight and uh, a safe assumption that we'll see them back in a similar position in the near future. Uh, but I got a few key takeaways from this series. 
some key stats. The Nuggets, they've been the highest scoring team in the playoffs per 100 possessions, but the Heat have scored the most total points, which is very surprising because the Heat, not known for their offensive prowess during the regular season. Um, and going into game five, Denver has had the best offensive rating, which is 120.7, uh, with a defensive rating of 111.8, which has given them the best net rating in the postseason uh, with plus 8.9. And going into game five, Nikola Jokic leads the postseason in total points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, it's amazing. Incredible. Uh, and Denver's record in this postseason, well, they've only lost four games this entire postseason, which would put them on par with the 07 Spurs, who went 15-4. and four. Not quite 2017 Warriors, who went 16-1, and one, or uh, 2001 Lakers, who went 15-1, and one, but still impressive, still impressive. Anyway, quick reminder to High and Low Lives, if you want to leave a question for us to answer on the show, just have to leave us a DM on TikTok at More High and Low. You can also leave a DM on Instagram at Get High and Low. When I say leave a DM, you send us a direct message. Anyway, links are in the show notes. Time for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into our songbook, our new entries into the High and Low NBA soundtrack. We'll be right back with more High and Low. This moment is brought to you by High and Low listeners. This week on the High and Low NBA show, listeners were asked to share their top five championship duos of all time. Alim in Toronto, Ontario shared his opinions starting with number five, Oscar Robertson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the 1971 NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. Number four is Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the 1980 NBA champion Lakers of Los Angeles. Number three is Steph Curry and Kevin Durant of the 2017 NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Number two is Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant of the 2001 NBA champion Lakers of Los Angeles. And the number one championship duo of all time, according to Alim, is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen of the Chicago Bulls. Thank you for sharing your list, Alim. Let's get back to the high and low NBA show. And I'm back. This is High and Low. I'm Ike Amechi. If you're a longtime listener, actually, I mean, not even a long time. If you've just been listening for quite some time, a little bit of time, you know we've been creating the great NBA songbook, the high and low NBA soundtrack. Songs that describe the players, the teams, the season, the moments. Basically one of my favorite parts of this show. So as we're able to look back on the NBA Finals and the greater NBA landscape during the series, it's the perfect opportunity to make some, some new additions to the high and low NBA soundtrack. Our own NBA songbook, of course, NBA Finals Edition. Uh, so two selections are very representative of the finals and in one case the entire postseason the other two are for the casuals songs that describe some off the court drama you go will love this part you'll love that <laughs> anyway let's jump into it all right you guys what's next as mentioned before the finals weren't exactly a one-size-fits-all situation some nba fans were looking for big brand or legacy representation like the lakers or, or boston 
or Golden State. And I'm not mad at those fans. Just disappointed, but not mad. That's okay. Uh, they had they had plenty of NBA fodder to consume because we know the media loves to report on the drama. And this first song is all about the drama. Zion Williamson's drama. You know, it's an age-old story that many professional athletes really fall into. Zion was dipping his toe into a few too many pools and got caught up. Yet another NBA star having having babies with a dancer, quote-unquote dancer, a performer usually appreciated by certain men of culture. Let me just put it that way. And when they announced the pregnancy online, on their socials, one of Zion's other female friends took to the socials to express her anger, her discontent. (laughs) Gotta love this stuff. Uh, So this song is called Charge It by Any. An incredibly smooth soundscape with really potent lyrics and this amazing cadence and flow that any does. Uh, it's almost the opposite of the chaos in this drama, but any's message speaks to the female side of these stories. You know what I'm saying? Like Zion laid down with, with, with the woman in question, with the women in question, and now he has to pay for it. Charge to his card. Charge to the game, I guess. Turn L's into lemons and zest. D's and a book and investing, trying to get all of my shit up in check. I can never be a friend of a foe, but a foe that decide to open a you up text. Now I know what I gotta do next. Cause nigga had me moving obsessed. True, yeah, tell I let it slide. This next song for the soundtrack is, is for the purists. The ones who appreciate the brilliance on display each game in these finals. You know, we all recognize the incredible work Denver uh, put forth, but let's talk about. Miami for a second, an eighth seed that defied all odds to make it back to the NBA finals. They barely made it out of the play-in. Let's think about that. They barely made it out of the play-in tournament. They lost their first game in the play-in tournament and they got locked into a matchup with the Bucks, a team that a lot of people predicted uh, this Bucks team to go to the finals. And then the Heat inexplicably beat the Bucks in five games. You know, they go on to beat another favorite, the Boston Celtics. And they did it with this never say die attitude. And this is why the song Rebuke by Katrinata Namine, this is the one. It's one of my favorite songs this year. It's all about not giving up, refusing to give up. The idea of rebuking the idea, the feeling of succumbing to expectations and instead defying them which defines Eric Spolstra, Bam Adebayo, and of course, Hemi Buckets, a.k.a. Jimmy Butler, and their whole ragtag group of, of guys who everyone else has passed up on. The Heat really deserve their flowers for this run. And the system, the culture that is Heat basketball, honestly needs to be, it needs to be revered. Um, this is not a fluke. From Pat Riley all the way to Spo, you know, they run a tight ship that gets results year after year, regardless of the players involved. Flowers. Anyway, here's a song. All right. Two songs down, two more to go. Let us take a break. When we come back, We're going to get back into the 
great NBA songbook, the High and Low NBA soundtrack. We'll be right back with more High and Low. And I'm back. This is High and Low, and I'm Ike Amechi. Let's quickly move on to the next selection for the High and Low NBA soundtrack, Finals Edition, of course. Now, we've broached the subject of game versus the drama and how much of it we need in our daily diet of basketball. Some very good points have been made on this show by the likes of Mitch Rosati, Stephen Leslie, Hugo the Sheik. Uh, there could be room for both. You know, the drama-filled news cycle acting as a bit of a gateway to the game for some. You know, that path for a casual to eventually become a purist. There's that point. So I have another one for those casuals, those those NBA fans that are looking looking to run through this gateway. This song spoke to me, and it summed up everything I feel about, about players who seem to stay in trouble, specifically Ja Morant. I thought we were done with Ja. I thought we were done with his drama. But it came back a few weeks back, which served as a potential distraction from the NBA Finals. Adam Silver recognized this and issued a statement saying that the league would not announce any further action until after the Finals. And of course, the the Twitter comedians use this to full effect. I, I wish I remembered the name of the person who tweeted this after game four, but it was along the lines of Denver being one win away from a Ja Morant suspension. And this is it. This is it right there. The Ja Morant stuff basically takes the attention away from the most important basketball of the entire year. You know, we labor through a season that's too long for this very moment to watch the best of the best fight it out for the most coveted trophy in sports. What did you say? Yes, I said it. The most coveted trophy in sports. <laughs> Yet, we have media outlets, we have NBA social media channels pushing out memes about John Morant and his toys. We'll just say toys. So this song is more about John Morant and his choices and players off-court behaviors and you know understanding the responsibilities when they, they sign multi-million dollar contracts and less about the overall state of NBA media. This song is called A Lot by 21 Savage and J. Cole. It's J. Cole's verse, actually. That's the one that jumped out at me. And it, it really sums up all of this for me, personally. Let's take a listen. How many faking they streams? Getting they plays from machines. I can see behind the smoke and members. It's ain't really big as they seem. I never say anything. Everybody got their thing. Some niggas make millions, other niggas make memes. I'm on a money routine. Finally, we are at the final song of this episode. Uh, and I wanted to end this episode with a song fit for an inevitable champion, the Denver Nuggets. And uh, it starts with their number one guy, Nikola Jokic. Now, Jokic has had many haters, so many haters, uh, so-called basketball experts, aficionados, putting him uh, a few pegs lower than he actually deserves. And they're doing it at a time when he's been putting up historic numbers, which doesn't make sense. And, and he's basically functioning as the driving force behind a championship caliber team. Dare I say championship team. You know, he's been the best player on an ascending team for the last five years, crowned MVP in two of the last three, 
And just like Denver, there are some people who looked for reasons and they constantly look for reasons to shrug off the, the talent that has clearly been on display. When Jokic was on the precipice of winning a third straight MVP this past season, there were a few bad actors who rewrote the narrative and turned it against Jokic. They turned it against the Nuggets. But you can only keep greatness down for so long. Just ask Michael Jordan, who spent five seasons battling through the dirty Eastern Conference trenches, just muddied with the blood, sweat, and tears of Detroit Pistons and Boston Celtics. It's, it was disgusting. It was a disgusting time for Michael Jordan. Uh, anyway, the Nuggets have uh, fought through a tough Western Conference the last four years. They've battled through injuries. They've battled through the, the haters. And now they're at the top. Well, very close to the top. As, cl- as close to the top as you can get. Because again, at the time of this recording, not yet crowned. But it's inevitable. Now that they're at the top, what do you think? You know, some didn't really mess with them back then, but how about now? See, Drake asked the same question on the final entry for this episode. How about now? Say what you will about Drake. And many do say a lot. (laughs) Not always good. But every now and then, Drake, Mr. Aubrey Graham, he reminds us of why he took that number one spot in the first place. Sure, he caters to a female audience, specifically, <laughs> almost exclusively. Sure, he uses his songs like a, like a Tinder profile. A lot of rappers do that. Sure, he has a few albums that are just way too long. But let's just say he's passionate. He, he gets excited about his trade, about his craft. You know, and he does more than less. But when he crafts a track like How About Now, it's a potent reminder that he's not too bad at this rap thing, you know, and the words, they just echo the sentiments of Jokic and the Nuggets, or at least from my perspective, or at least what I would think would be their opinions and the words that they would reserve for their haters now that they're on top. Yeah, you ain't really fuck with me way back then, but how about now? Cause I'm up right now. And you suck right now. Oh, you thought you had it all figured out back then, but how about now? Cause I'm up right now. And you suck right now. Yeah. You thought the little effort that you Anyway, that's four tracks for the high and low NBA soundtrack. Four songs that sum up the NBA finals. Four songs you can find on the high and low playlist. I'll leave the link in the show notes in case you want to check out other songs that we've selected in the past. Speaking of songs we selected in the past. Mitch was definitely a part of those episodes and he loves these episodes and I think he's he's missed the last two. So so I'm sorry, Mitch. <laughs> uh, but I'll be sure to have another one of these soundtrack episodes in the very near future. I promise. Why the fuck I can't shoot three-point shots? That brings us to the end of this episode of High and Low. Thank you for joining me for this special episode. This High and Low soundtrack episode. I love these episodes, man. Subscribe to High and Low anywhere you find podcasts. Make us part of your weekly routine. You know where to find us. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Links to those are all in the show notes. Hey, once again, music is by Live of the Enjoy Music Group. That's the music you're listening to right now. You can find Live on Twitter and on Instagram at L-Y-V-E. Additional music is by Sonny Rockwell of The Goodness. You can't find that guy anywhere. I say this every single week, and it never changes. You just can't find it. 
sound design. It's by Vaughn August. Make sure you check out Vaughn August, his art collection at vonabraham.com. And uh, this is a Von Abraham podcast, just in case you didn't know. I'm Ike Amici. Thank you for listening to High and Low, and I'll talk to you next week.